Hello everyone and welcome to Orbital the Gadgets 360 podcast. In today's episode we are going to be talking about WWDC 2018, the keynote and everything that was announced by Apple on stage. So to do that we have our games editor Rishi Alwani. Good morning and this is one of the few for po- Good morning and this is one of the few podcasts that has people across continents. Yeah, exactly. And Rishi is talking about our editor in chief that's Kunal Dua. and yeah if you're in my time zone good evening yeah good evening indeed <laughs> and i'm your host pranay parab so wwdc 2018 every year has been the most important software related event uh, from apple because this is where they announce their new version of ios which is their operating system for smartphones uh, mac os which is their operating system for laptops and desktops and other two operating systems called watchOS and tvOS which is for the Apple Watch and Apple TV respectively so this year's announcement the headline was obviously iOS 12 and macOS also got some really really big changes and watchOS uh, well it received a very big update which we'll be talking about later in this podcast and tvOS is something that we are going to be skipping for this episode simply because there were very few india related uh, announcements all the big features it seemed like they are us and europe centric so for this podcast we will be skipping that so i think let's begin with ios 12 um rishi i think ar kit is something that you've been really excited about so augmented reality has sort of moved up a notch in this one yeah so uh, now for those of you who are unaware last uh, with ios 11 apple brought in ar kit which uh, allows you to have augmented reality apps with a greater level of fidelity uh that's not i mean in the sense what apple did was with ar kit was uh, copy the best parts of pokemon go in terms of its use of camera and gyroscope and make it available to developers across the board uh this year with ar kit 2 uh they've they've brought in multiplayer as a possibility where two different users where two different people on iPhones can see the same thing when running the same app uh they showed it off with uh, a uh, with a with a game which i think was a demo of uh, lego ar uh and that featured lego batman as well so um j- just to show off the potential of what exactly you can do uh in ar um and it's interesting to see them uh double down on this and the way they're going about it because uh much like last year the focus is squarely on gaming uh tim cook has said in the past that ar is uh probably one of the possible is going to be one one of the bigger pillars for apple in the years to come so it's it's nice to see them double down on that yeah i really like that shared ar gaming experience which they showed um so you know it reminded me something uh, like a bit of the way nintendo switch works like in that um, it encourages local co-op uh, while you're gaming so like if you have a console then you probably can just have another player next to you on the couch and start playing with them depends on the game obviously but now you know with uh, ios you can do that properly in ar as well and that sort of takes things to the next level when it comes to co-op gameplay and that is something I, i'm always happy to encourage Yeah I think it's uh it interesting uh it's an interesting direction to take because if you look at most mobile games in general the focus has usually tended to be on uh, online multiplayer the focus has usually tended to be on uh, you know free to play mechanics that have you playing usually solitary or or, or with, if you're playing with people you're playing with them via leaderboard so it's nice to see them uh, look at other methods of interaction Right. Yeah, that's in addition definitely. to the shared experience, what they also I think they didn't really demo that, but uh, I'm not sure if they demoed that, but they did mention it one in one of the slides. It's, it's something called persistent experiences, 
Mm-hmm. What they mean by that is mm-hmm. that if, let's say, you drop an object, you know, right now, and somebody comes back to this physical location and they try to have that air experience here, they mm-hmm. they will see that object, which is like an interesting idea. But I, like, depending upon how it's done, it might open things up for abuse, like somebody leaving some weird objects or something, and then you accidentally discover those. I don't know how those things will play out in the real world. So that yeah, might I... be that yeah, might be I an interesting that's... thing to watch. Yeah, I mean, uh, persistence is something we've seen already in uh, other games. I mean, Ingress, which is uh, which was basically the progenitor to Pokemon Go, uh, made by Niantic, a location-based augmented reality game, actually had something similar uh, to this regards in terms of persistence, wherein items other people would drop, items the game uh, would uh, would have were accessible by people across the board. Uh, so it'll be fun to see how how this plays in the developers. I won't be surprised to see uh, developers like Niantic who already have AR experience tap into this to make for better games. So Siri Shortcuts is a new feature that has come to iOS 12. And from like the moment they started demoing this, I knew that, okay, this is the workflow app. The entire team has been acquired, right? So this is what they've done to it. So automation is something that we've always wanted on iOS and workflow gave us that. But now it is integrated on a system level via this. Essentially, you can set uh, certain catchphrases as um, shortcuts. So for example, hey Siri, make a plan. And that probably opens your um, travel planning app such as ClearTrip or kayak or whatever depending on who implements it and it starts um, planning a trip for you in the sense that it shows you options where you can go etc so kunal what do you think of this feature it looks interesting but i mean uh, it remains to be seen how many people will actually use it i think some of the uh, some of the default shortcuts that uh, the apps expose so essentially the i'm i'm a little concerned about how much of discoverability discoverability will be an issue but that's where those Siri suggestions will come in really handy, right? Because if, uh, and by default, uh, if I remember correctly, once you set up a new iPhone, in, it, it's the top thing on the widgets uh, when you when you swipe to the right. So that's where those uh, suggestions will pay, play a very important part in discoverability. The, you know, the, uh, even, uh, you know, speaking to people here, the sense I'm getting is that uh, Apple, folks in Apple don't really expect that, uh, automator style or uh, rather work, work, workflow style automation will be used by everyone. It's like essentially if you have you like it, you discover it, you will use it. But I think for most of the people, the uh, you know the action is going to be in the in the shortcut space where the where like you were saying, you can define a custom shortcut for some of the actions. Yeah, my concern once again is with uh, Siri itself because they did mention that uh, like, I mean, this is obviously going to help people use Siri a lot more and like make Siri more useful for people in the sense that they can customize it to their needs. But then have they improved the way Siri works, the way recognition works? Because even now, maybe about what, uh, I don't know, 20 to 25 percent of the time, Siri can't understand the exact phrase that I'm trying to say. Yeah, that's the thing. Siri, Siri is. In, there are two major things in which Siri is behind the competition, right? One is your natural language detection. So, which, so that part of the story is completely unclear. I mean, at least they didn't speak about any improvements on that front. And the second is the, its ability to integrate with third-party apps or services and things like that. So, I think that part should get a, uh, you know, should get some. It should get a great amount of boost. In fact, I managed to speak to a couple of developers as well who were still going through the. Uh, you know the announcements they still hadn't dug in deep into them but on the face of it they were pretty excited that uh, they'll be now 
you know they'll now be able to integrate uh, Siri with their apps. So I think it's so that second part definitely has been addressed. Whether uh, the other capabilities, whether you know whether whether Siri can even understand your intent, I think that part. Uh, the if there are any improvements on that is unclear. Uh, yeah, I mean, and... Pranay. Also, in terms of uh, AI developments, in terms of Siri, uh, I mean, if you think about it, where uh, Apple is pretty much aware that they're not in first place, they managed to hire Google's former head of search and AI uh, to lead its machine learning and AI strategy, uh, John G. Uh, G. Andrea, and uh, that was that happened in April 2018. So i don't know if we're going to see any major announcements regarding the siri improvement anytime soon but it's nice to see them take steps in the right direction particularly with shortcuts yeah can one person fix siri i don't think so but let's see but yeah that's something that we um, did not mention earlier uh, craig federighi um, i think apple's svp of uh, software engineering when he came on stage he first mentioned that ios 12 is not going to be an uh, an a release with like major updates they're doubling down on performance so uh, yeah, perhaps we're waiting now for is a good time to, to talk about that i think uh, yeah i mean i don't think he said that there will not be any new features but i think he did say that hmm. yeah the biggest their their biggest focus is on uh, performance so i think that's that's i think some are most of our listeners in uh, in india should be excited about because a lot of us use older iphones not all of us are on the latest and greatest uh, iphones like uh, people in this part of the world seem to be like i don't think i've seen as many iphone 10s and apple watches and airpods as i've seen in the last 24 hours and like i think the density of iphone 10s and airpods is the highest in this part of the world at least right now so uh, mm. a lot of us tend like i said tend to use older iphones and if in theory i mean like app they're saying they're focusing on older devices and again i was speaking to a couple of people who were saying that now you know that those things we used to hear about oh people in facebook are being forced to use edge connections i hear people in apple are for being forced to use older iphone so i think if that is actually mm. the case uh, it, it's really really good news because uh, i re- i remember back in the day about uh, at least 6 7 years ago when when uh, you know every mac os update we would actually make your mac faster a major upgrade mm. and uh, i mean you would expect us uh, that has not been the case even with recent mac os releases so and you know the experience has definitely been worse uh, with ios releases the point o release when it the, you know when september and the new iphone comes out and the point o release comes out if you install it on your old uh, even a previous generation uh, iphone i mean the experience tends to be pretty bad so if apple is indeed focusing on improving performance especially on older devices and again i'm saying this with a big if because we need to you know the proof is in the uh, pudding and we need to actually see it when it actually happens then uh, then it's really really good news for everyone because that means your uh, and especially given the fact that every phone that uh, got ios 11 will also get ios 12 that means you know your uh, uh, the the life uh, of your device gets extended the performance get extended so i think that's the biggest news coming out of wwdc as far as i am concerned if if apple delivers on it come september yeah so i think on stage uh, federighi mentioned the iphone 6 plus and uh, if i am not mistaken that slide also had a tiny little phone on the left which could be either the iphone se or the iphone 5s but i'm leaning towards 5s i don't know why he didn't name drop it but 
yeah it's really good to see that uh, like you mentioned that the 6 plus is going to be able to launch apps some um, 40% fast and other numbers like that like how everything is going to be much more uh, snappy on that um, but yeah i mean something to like wonder is that um, like are they increasing the speed of these things by like sort of reducing the animations and uh, uh, you know other effects on on ios 11 or are they like uh, like doing some you know actual ground level work as well and you know uh, making the whole experience much better i think it's I mean, a bit of both a lot of ground level work has gone in uh, in terms of i think they even they mentioned during the presentation that the way they are powering on the processor is changing the way they have discussed i mean it's it's a very technical thing and you'll probably i'll probably need to speak to some of the technical folks in detail to figure out how exactly that is happening but from what i understood based on that slide and speaking to a couple of people briefly that uh, it is essentially there yeah the way they are now ramping up the processor at at higher speeds and for those uh, processor intensive tasks i think they uh, they're doing a, especially since you know apple uh, has this advantage of uh, having their own chips and being really close to the metal not not the api metal but yeah Uh, so since they're <laughs> leveraging all those uh, technologies and they're leveraging uh, the integration in the way that we've always hoped that apple would but i think till now they've been focused on their latest and greatest iphone and uh, it's it's good that they're now thinking about the older devices as well yeah i think also a lot yeah. of it has to do with the fact that people are holding on to their devices for longer and w- when you reach that point in the cycle where you know someone's going to hold on to their phone for a couple of years more than what they usually would uh it works in apple's interest to ensure that ios uh is up to the task because the last thing you want is someone switching out uh, to another ecosystem altogether so i uh, to me at least this seems like a very good retention ploy to make sure that people stick in the ecosystem and uh, keep spending on apps keep using apps and uh, just be around yeah, yeah it's also again uh, so goes goes against that conventional wisdom oh apple is slowing down your phone deliberately so you buy another iphone and all that so Yeah so my uh, hope is that going forward Apple will have one team dedicated to optimizing iOS updates for older devices uh, whichever is the oldest devices uh, device supported and also this could partly be uh, their strategy for like uh, markets emerging markets such as India where lots of people don't have the purchasing power to get the latest and greatest iPhone i mean i don't know many people who can spend like 90000 plus uh, and get the iPhone 10 but i know a lot of people who can spend 16 17000 and get the iphone se so all these people deserve an os that sort of runs snappily on their phone and if apple is selling these devices in india and using these devices to like increase its market share in the country then yeah i mean all these people deserve like um, this kind of an update every year where the performance is really good and they don't have to uh, move phones just because there's a new update rolling around but then that being said uh, don't don't expect your 5s to uh run certain bespoke features like ar kit to really well out of the box those obviously have some hardware requirement as as well so no, that's yeah, just that something to keep in mind that will always be the case but yeah i mean basic things like you know launching the camera should not take like 5 seconds which i've heard takes on you know it happens with some of the devices after fresh update so yeah that hopefully those days uh, you know that will be a thing in the past come september let's let's hope for that Yeah the way i see it the fact that 5s is getting ios 12 itself is a big deal because the phone is officially discontinued so i mean the fact that they've doubled down on updates and all like i think apple should be commended for that 
um there were a, a certain other like really important announcements with regard to iOS 12 so first of them was notifications uh, apple has taken some inspiration from android on this and let people uh, group notifications by app or by category of uh, by category of apps so this sort of helps reduce the clutter on the screen and yeah i mean for people like us who get like 10000 emails a day uh, this is really going to help but i would really like to see how apple surfaces these on the screen like kunal I, um, have you installed ios 12 yet but yeah it's it's essentially uh, yeah the, you the, you have small uh, screenshot and below that you can see that this app has a, a, a so you have a regular notification and below that you can see that this app has other notifications as well and you mm-hmm. you have a way of bringing up the other notifications as well so i think it's it's yeah i mean it's a, it's a step in the right direction because all of us have been suffering from notification overload i think the b- more interesting feature which i think android already has is that from there itself you can now customize the behavior like if you swipe to the left on a notification you get three options now you get manage view and clear and if you go to manage then you can actually customize how you want these notifications you know whether you want it go to go directly to notification screen and not come on the lock screen so i think all these uh, some of these controls have always been there except that you have to every time you want to change it you have to go in settings go to the notification preferences so no like you don't really uh, you know you can't really do that every time so this way the moment you get a notification if you are able to do something about it i think that's that's really clever and uh, I think more interestingly, as far as I remember, Apple also said that it will automatically suggest some of these things as well. That if you don't, let's say, there an app has sent you twenty notifications and it, it realizes you've never opened those notifications, so it will. I don't know if it will suggest or it will. Or just, I think it will suggest that uh, you hide these notifications or you turn off these notifications. I don't know if it will go and actually do that for you, but it will definitely suggest that uh, you do that. So yeah, I think yeah, anything... but if it does that, it is uh, a death knell for like certain apps, and also like it's going to impact certain apps like Instagram and WhatsApp a lot because uh, like I these are, uh, WhatsApp, so I I can understand. Okay, if people are sending you messages, you get notifications, sure. But Instagram, it has this really bad habit of like sending you fifty different notifications for every single person that likes your picture, etc. So yeah, if iOS can curb some of that spam, then you know. No, sure. I mean yeah, you can. I I have like all my Instagram notifications. notifications turned off i don't know why you need a notification every time somebody likes your post so uh, but yeah, so we, i think some of us is, it is in our hands as well but uh, i don't think uh, uh, like you'll stop using instagram just because you're not getting that notification so i think developers will have to uh, get smarter i think users will the good thing is like users will now uh, like i said they've always had this control but now probably if they if they're at that lock screen or at that notification screen and they swipe right they're probably more likely to do something about it than actually diving in because this is the same way that i've always wanted an easy way to uninstall apps from the my update screen as well because every time i'm like i am one of those people who does not have uh, auto updates on and so every time i'm going through my list of apps and then i'm like oh i have not used this app uh, in like two months now i'm going to update it but I can't even like if I go to my uh, my home screen, I can't uh, I can't even find that app anywhere to actually go and then un- uninstall it. So I end up okay just <laughs> updating the app and moving on. So so yeah, I think that is an area I would have. So this is like a similar kind of a thing that when you are dealing with that problem, right? You you are, you are given a way of solving that problem when you are dealing with it instead of being asked to go somewhere and then fix it at a later date. So I think this should help. 
there's one more feature called security code autofill so when you have a one time password that comes to your sms inbox via text message then now inside apps also ios will be able to suggest it this i think is a really good feature something that android had but android's implementation of this was the complete uh, law of the jungle which is every app can see all of your messages if you allow it permission to and then from there it can pull out uh, the otp that you know that particular app has sent whereas on this ios what they've done is they've integ uh, integrated it on a system level so that you see a suggestion that okay this could be your otp as and when it arrives and the app does not really have access to your text messages so yeah i'm curious to see I'm how they do that, with, that with what services do they integrate do they have like a white list of otps from services that they handle or like i'm curious to see like how it's actually implemented like does my you know does a local bank somewhere in india does that otp get also integrated somewhere or is it you know just the big sites like twitter and google and wherever you have this two factor thing so uh, let let's see how that is up uh, yeah it's a useful feature but yeah let's see how it has, how it's actually implemented yeah and uh, they also spoke about group facetime uh, calls uh, on video they didn't show group facetime audio but i hope that is also a feature because if it is then yeah the gadgets 360 team meeting is totally switching to that uh, because no one likes the current feature we use So let's hope that you might have happening. to buy a few more uh, iPhones, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then finally, there were some features uh, regarding privacy and security on uh, Safari as well. So yeah, I mean, they uh, Safari has been like making these small, small improvements over the uh, last few years, which I really like. So one of them is now they prevent uh, unique fingerprinting of your Mac. Uh, so when you essentially what I understood was that uh, whenever you go online via a browser such as Firefox, uh, the browser hides your uh, computer's fingerprint. but safari uh, did not like essentially advertisers could ad identify that okay this one is pranay's mac and we should serve this kind of an ad uh, to this person so safari now sort of blocks that uh, and it also uh, they took a dig at facebook on stage by saying that uh, like if you click any like button or any other social sharing widget and also like if you uh, comment on sites that support uh, facebook comments or certain other comment uh, technologies that track you then safari will give you a warning and ask if you actually want to comment because the site is tracking you and could use your personal information so that was also a nice touch Oh, what is but i'm little I, i was a little surprised i mean i they, that they singled out facebook like and didn't really offer any more details in what exactly is being blocked i mean i'm sure that's there somewhere in the documentation but uh, i mean there are all kinds of trackers out there right i mean not just facebook so what what is happening is facebook alone being blocked out is it like social networks are they blocking all third party javascripts which i'm sure is not the case third party cookies what exactly is the case i mean they would have considering this was a developer focused event i would have like some more detail on that except for like because the way they used to say is you know see this facebook thing here you will no you know you no longer see that so i think that was a little strange so hmm. yeah um so is there anything else that you guys want to say about ios 12 before we move on to mac os yeah uh, couple Mojave. of things uh memojis it's a thing yes I an emoji with tongue detection technology exactly so i mean uh, i mean it's it's nice to see uh, uh, apple borrow some of the aspects that uh, actually made themselves present with the nintendo wii i mean uh, mees ended up being a large part of that uh, of of that uh, of that console so to see that coming in as an avatar you can use is pretty cool uh, i i'm just surprised it's they didn't take cool. it it's it may be a lot of things it's not cool 
I don't know. I think it, it would be cool if they actually bring it to its logical extension, which is maybe something like Mitomo or uh, a kind of an AR uh, or Animoji focused game of sorts. But uh, maybe they're just waiting for developers to come up with that. But who knows? Um, that aside, uh, what what didn't get any uh, uh, time on stage was the fact that uh, the iPad would be getting uh, gestures similar to the iPhone X. So swiping down from the top right will bring up uh, the control center and a swipe from anywhere on the dock will bring you to the home screen. Uh, and if you ask me, it's also a pretty good indicator that the next iPad may uh, not have a home button. So, I mean, that yeah, was interesting. Yeah, I've been testing this out on the, this, uh, I already like, installed it and yeah, that, so these gestures are very much there, the, the ones that you mentioned. And yeah, I think it's all but certain now that the next uh, iPad will be without, uh, uh, you know, without, a home button and will have face ID most likely. So, and yeah, but it's interesting that they bought brought these gestures to the older iPads as well, right? Because they didn't do that with the iPhone. Like the iPhone exactly. 8 and the 8 Plus didn't get the gesture. So, it's interesting. I think the sense that I got is that maybe it's because uh, you're not really, a lot of people like, okay, right now I have an iPhone 10 and an iPhone 8 Plus, but most people, if they want to switch to an iPhone 10, they're not really going back to the older iPhones. So if you're used to the gestures, the problem uh, that uh, you probably run into is that if you go back to the iPad, you're trying the same gestures, and uh, so so you know you 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 get uh, you you would like to have those same gestures, but not a lot of people are juggling between an iPhone 10 and an on uh, you know an older iPhone. I mean, I, a few people are, but compared to the most of the world, it's it's a minority. So. So that's probably why they they might still have a non-face ID iPad. So I think that's probably why they're doing something like this, where they've bought the gestures. But yeah, I think if you're holding, if you're thinking that those similar gestures might come to the iPhone 8 and other iPhones as well, I think which is something I believe OnePlus has done because they've brought those gestures yes. to older iPhones as well, right? So I don't yep. think Apple is going to go down that uh, route. Yeah, I mean, I think you meant uh, older OnePlus phones. Yep. And the 3T yeah, and I think iPhones. the 5, 5T already have uh, gestures. Yep, but yeah. e- even in terms of imp- in, in, in implementation, uh, I mean, at least right now, uh, until Google rolls out Android P, uh, if you ask me, iOS's work on gestures seems to be more refined. But yeah, uh, it would be fun to see if this actually eventually, maybe hopefully makes its way to older iPhones. That would give my success a new lease of life. But yeah. Don't yeah, hold, but don't I thought hold that was the battery there. replacement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so I think it's time to move on to um, the macOS side of things. So macOS 10.14 Mojave was unveiled, and it got a bunch of new features. Um, unlike iOS, which was focused more on these tiny little tweaks and uh, small improvements. So macOS Mojave's a big new announcement was that it now has a system-wide dark mode. Uh, this is something that I was expecting with iOS 12 as well, but somehow I don't think they mentioned a uh, system-wide dark mode there. Uh, I was only like connecting the dots and thinking that, okay, now iPhone 10 is an OLED panel and you know you can save a lot of battery if you have a system-wide dark mode on iOS as well. But uh, that did not happen. Uh, my sense yeah, is like there's nothing heavy. official about it, but my sense is they might announce it with the next iPhone because I think they usually hold back some software features as well. They don't give show their hand completely at, at, during WWDC. So, and especially if you think that the next iPhone will probably be an incremental upgrade, like I mean, it will not be as revolutionary as the iPhone 10 was. I'll just be you know probably adding. I hope they focus a lot on the camera because that's where they've kind of fallen behind the curve uh, a little bit. So maybe a lot of camera improvements and some of the software features. I have a feeling they might do that at uh, you know when the next iPhone is actually launched. 
but yeah it would have been nice to have that uh, today with especially now that they've given that for the given they you know they're bringing it to mac os so yeah so i mean as of now there is a graphite uh, theme on the mac if i may call it that where you can essentially turn your uh, menu bar uh, the top bar dark and you can gain one extra pixel over there because it's not implemented correctly uh, but yeah the system wide dark mode does look gorgeous and i am really happy to see it what i'm also happy to see is a revamp of the mac app store and uh, some really cool apps such as uh, panics uh, transmit which i use almost every week to like upload this podcast them coming to the mac app store uh, because i mean uh, kunal will be able to tell us more about this obviously because he's been uh, using mac for the longest time among the three of us uh, but you know my understanding is that developers are not happy with the way the mac app store works where uh, like apps uh, they they have a bunch of uh, requirements such as you know uh, adding paid upgrades and free trials and um, like uh, faster app approval of app updates etc uh, which were not met and like many of them sort of moved out of the mac app store over the years or uh, never got their new apps uh, like the latest version of their apps to the mac app store yeah not so so not yeah some of the, those are some of the issues and like some of them are remain you know and uh, you know still not addressed but the the bigger concern i think on macos uh, app store has been uh, of sa- uh, this thing called sandboxing where essentially uh, apple gives you a very uh, you know you're on a very short leash in terms of what your apps can actually do so a reason a lot of these apps uh, system utilities which require low level access to the system never made it to the app store uh, mac app store and probably will still not be there like i've uh, i've been reading that there have been some uh, relaxation in terms of uh, what the sandboxing requirements are but the details have not i've not been able to see the details yet so it's difficult to say that but i think some of the like disk utilities for example i don't imagine will still uh, be able to come to the mac app store because they like require low level access to your uh, mac resources and the whole idea of the one of the big ideas of app store is okay from a developer point of developer's point of view it is obviously easy distribution and things like that but Uh, the mac uh, uh, from from a user's perspective it's that it's the security right like when i give my parents let's say and uh, and i was device the biggest piece of mind I, mind i have is like I, literally that was the first time i told them you know you can literally go and install anything and you know you'll be fine it's not something you can say that on an android device where you can uh, you know side load apps you cannot say that on a windows device where you can uh, uh, you know you can install apps from any source and uh, you cannot say that on the uh, mac also because you can install apps from outside the mac app store but as long as you let's say you tell them okay as long as you install anything from the mac app store you'll be fine because it's all you know the how it it won't have unlimited access to your resources it won't just delete your drive or things like that so that that's essentially sandbox sandboxing in a very simple way so there have been some uh, relaxations on that which is why some of the developers are coming back and uh, obviously this whole promise of uh, uh like the revamped mac app store right so the app store has, on the ios was revamped with ios 11 it has been a big success in terms of uh, being able to showcase a lot more developers like discoverability i in my opinion is still a big issue on uh, on all platforms and uh, ios and android in particular where there are like millions of apps but with the new app store there there has been some amount of success with that because apple has been actively engaging with the developers and it has its own internal big team of uh, you know a lot of ex journalists and other writers who've gone in there and who are now working on this so they want to bring all that over now to the mac side of things 
and uh, so i think developers want to be a part of that so it, i am like still not 100% sure like whether you know will uh, my app store will ever be as popular as the ios and not and not just because of the you know install base i think there are other uh, reasons which we which are briefly touched upon right now but uh, yeah i mean cautiously optimistic is what i would say yeah i do love the fact that they are now doing ios app store like stories and uh, like sort of doing detailed interviews with developers um, because uh, what they've done so far on ios uh, it's impressive work but w- what i really would like to see is some of these things uh, like on the mac app store uh, because you know i personally am a big fan of uh, the indie mac app uh, development scene uh where like a bunch of developers are creating really good apps that i use on a daily basis case in point is transmit which uh, was mentioned earlier so i'd like you know more like to learn more about these developers and how they went about making their apps and their stories etc so that's now coming um, to the app store and this sort of helps the developers as well because there's like a more personal connect with people as well and they get to sort of uh, sell their app and apple themselves like um, apple takes more of an effort to feature them etc so really happy to um, see that uh, but beside that there were quite a few other new features on the mac app so first of all is a bunch of stock apps on ios uh, they now made it to the mac this includes news which is still not officially available in india as far as i know uh, stocks uh, which i don't care about because you know stock market is something that's just beyond my understanding uh, but there was the voice memos app which is something i really care about and it also syncs with your app and which also have has now come to the ipad so every time you have the voice recorder on and do an interview with somebody uh you can now quickly access on uh, access it on the mac so yeah um, have you had a chance to use this um, kunal yeah i mean it, it's it's there i've not used it on the mac yet i saw it's there and i think i think only people like us would be excited i don't think our readers particularly care about our listeners rather would particularly care about the voice memos app. so <laughs> i think but yeah we as people who are constantly recording interviews and things i think all of us are pretty excited Uh, yeah so the one thing i still miss is the call recorder app come on apple just do it i know it's illegal in some states in the us <laughs> disable it there but we need it man we really need it uh yeah i mean but then that aside uh, at least the improvements to macos they seem to be uh, taking some of the incorporating some of the better parts of ios and uh, i mean even though we've seen rumors right that uh, uh macos will essentially be like ios but for desktop I mean we're slowly seeing it come together but I think it's about picking and choosing the right features and more so when you consider that uh there are more people on iPhone or or an iPad over uh, a MacBook or a, or a MacBook Air at this stage. Yeah. Yeah by um, long shot so... I think on that subject I think if it's worth pointing out that Craig Peter Wiki directly addressed those things and said in a giant slide that no that iOS and macOS are not <laughs> merging i mean i think the star there should have been not yet anyway but uh, yeah within yep. who knows 5 years down the line what what happens but yeah and yeah so a lot of just to briefly touch upon that a lot of these stock apps that you mentioned or rather all of these stock apps that you mentioned right uh, news stocks voice memos and the home app which you didn't mention because it's not available i mean it's it's not a lo- uh, it's not very useful in india because not a lot of not many of us have smart homes but all those four apps have been uh, kind of ported from ios to mac using this new uh, you know ui kit framework that apple has brought to the mac so uh, the, so that's so you you'll see a lot of this happening now so it's apple is right now you know dog fooding it uh, using it internally 
and it said that next year is when developers will be also able to do something similar so i imagine a lot of uh, simple apps at least you know simple apps like notes or or things like that which i do not have a lot of custom ui and use mostly and uh, you know standard controls of that operating system you might see a lot of those apps uh, coming to mac from ios uh, starting the end of next year probably if things stay on track mm. yeah i mean uh, considering apple's recent track record certain features do tend to get delayed Uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean, thirty first December twenty nineteen is probably when we'll see all the yeah, apps coming in. The developers will essentially get it, guys. And next year is when developers get it, and then they'll obviously need some time to actually ship those apps. So yeah, but yeah, excited to see that. Uh, it's good to see them like acknowledge those rumors. Uh, I mean, desktop stacks to me is the standout feature. uh simply what it essentially does is it their folders dedicated to specific file types so they automatically collect files that should go in them so if you're the sort of person who has a ton of pdfs or images they're all arranged in uh, in different uh folders and uh it it's automatically done so to me that's uh, a big time saver considering uh i mean my desktop is uh, a mess at most times so much so that i usually keep uh, icons off on the desktop So I don't have to see how much of a mess it is. It just makes arranging things a lot easier, particularly if you go through a ton of files each week. No, I want to touch upon the Apple TV, but I'm really sad that you kind of glossed over two really big features that are coming to Apple TV. That which are the, which are they they have these gorgeous screen savers, and now you can actually find out right there and then which part of the world it is. Because that's as anybody <laughs> who has screen seen those screen savers, it's such a frustrating experience. Like where is this? Um, and then you have to google and then no oh, new screen savers which have been added and so that's a really important feature i think uh, and the second one was I, which was the second one i think yeah, emoji not, support no i think they had this this the second is actually a serious one that's like dolby atmos support which again a lot not a lot of people probably have set, setups which are dolby atmos uh, you know it support that but for those for those who do that's a really nice feature and uh, i don't know i'm pretty sure that didn't come across on the live uh, stream but uh, while sitting at the venue when they actually announced that feature they they had probably some kind of a i mean if not dolby atmos some kind of a surround sound setup and that sound kind of like came from behind and then it moved to the front so they so that was a very cool moment uh, while you were there at the hall so now watch us Five was announced on stage, and they showed off some cool features. So, Workouts is an app that I use very heavily on the Apple Watch, and that got some very important uh, new features. So, one of them is automatic workout detection. So, if you start exercising, the watch will automatically detect that you are doing some kind of an exercise and suggest that okay, we've detected that you've done this exercise right now. Do you want to start a workout? So, if you hit start, it retroactively credits you for the time that you started exercising earlier. Now, this is a feature that I would have loved to have. Uh, back in the day when i first started using the apple watch uh, because at that time i would regularly forget to start workouts but then after that now it's become muscle memory to open the workout app before i start workouts but yeah this is still a really nice feature to have uh, was also really happy to see that for runners there are two or three new features one is that uh, rolling mile feature which is that it shows you your pace in the previous mile which is how much time you took to complete the previous mile or the previous kilometer and also your cadence which is a number of steps you take in a certain amount of time i forget the exact unit but cadence is also something that uh, runners really look at especially long distance runners uh, and it sort of 
gives you more of an idea about like how how much of an effort you took in a certain run or like how the length of your stride and all like how it affects your uh, timing at the end so i was very happy to see these features and like uh, pretty impressed with that whole walkie talkie thing as well uh, kunal was that demo impressive or was it like uh, i mean is it another feature that looks great on stage but you know may not actually work when you try to use it i mean it reminded me a little bit of that heartbeat sharing thing which they had i think they still have it somewhere buried in the system which but i think when they launched the apple watch os i think it's yeah, it's it's a cool demo but i think yeah, i don't know how many people will actually use it and uh, uh, like yeah once we actually get hold of it how it's implemented uh, if let's say uh, once you authorize somebody can you just like drop in uh, can you just like send messages and they'll automatically receive them at any given time what if what if you're in a meeting and your watch is not like silent and you suddenly getting a walkie talkie from your friend i don't know how that uh, works so a lot of news uh, you know stuff that is coming to the siri watch face that's again looks nice and you know it'll plug in with the siri shortcuts that we discussed here are coming to ios but again i think a little a, a bit of a concern there is that is that going to come only to the siri watch face so now is like you have to use the siri watch face for everything what about other watch faces i think yeah, that that uh, that whole uh, story about third party watch faces third party watch faces or uh, you know getting uh, you know customizing the other watch faces that uh, that there are still a lot of questions mark question marks around that that's all we have for this episode of orbital and we will see you with another episode next week as always don't forget to follow us on facebook twitter youtube and instagram at gadgets360 and if you have any questions comments or feedback do write to us at podcast@gadgets360.com Thank you so much for listening and if you like this episode then do subscribe to us via iTunes or Apple Podcasts or you can also go to the Google app on your Android phone and search for Orbital Podcast Gadgets 360 or Transition Podcast Gadgets 360 and subscribe to the show thank you so much once again